All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Oh, you guys bought the HLTV? Yep. Which one? The AHL TV. Just the number one AHL TV. Okay. Okay. We're good. We're good. We're good. That's it. No more. <laughs> that's how we should start. Sorry. That's the last move. You know what the best way to start an episode is? With somebody saying, that's how we should start. You're listening to Oilers Nation Radio, presented by the Nation Network. Subscribe for free on iTunes, SoundCloud, or wherever you get your podcasts from. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to episode number two, Chris, of the Oilers Nation radio podcast. So many episodes. They let us make another one. Why are you singling out Chris? Why only Chris? Well, because you and I are staring at each other, so I feel really comfortable in knowing that you're already acknowledged because I'm looking at you. I'm listening. Excellent. Very intently, as you can see by looking into my eyes. As we did last week, today's episode of Oilers Nation radio is brought to you by our friends, the wonderful... Ultra sexy, deal wielding Sherwood Ford. Tell the us The greatest more. dealership on the planet. If you have any information or car needs, you if you have any needs <laughs> or about car cars you. or info, if your car says if you have any information, I thought you. Were, it sounded like you were gonna like <laughs> say that we had like a missing child to report, and you're gonna be like, do you have any information on this missing child? Please tell Sherwood Ford. They could if probably help you with that. you have any information about a missing child, please contact our friends at Sherwood Ford. 
You can get in touch with them at 587-860-1536 or head on over to SherwoodFord.ca. And Chris, what did we learn about Sherwood Ford last year? Last week? Gus. 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 The Minister Gus. of Smiles. Gustav. But Gus. we also learned, Cam, that you need to book an appointment to see Gus. Gus isn't just chilling at the dealership as we anticipated. Yeah, I messaged I messaged one of their online What was their name? Uh Haley? Nadia. Go ahead. Um, I messaged one of them asking to speak to Gus, and she said I need to book an appointment with them. So did you, wait, did you messaged them asking to speak to Gus, as in you were kind of <laughs> implying that you want Gus to respond to the email, and that well, was kind of your problem. No, well, it, was she, a li- it was a live chat. Also, the live chat seemed like she thought that you wanted to speak to Gus. Like she, I, th- I think there's a, an employee named Gus. There is, the Minister of Smiles, Gus. No, no, no but there are two employees His named Gus. His favorite color is red. And she got... Uh, Gus the dog and Gus the employee mixed up. I think there was a pretty big miscommunication here in that she thought, based on your tone in the conversation, that you thought Gus, the Minister of Smiles, that everyone realizes is a dog. Chris, the intern, thought that Gus was in fact a person, and she was like, all right, I'm going to need about a week to figure out how I'm going to explain to this individual messaging me right now that Gus is in fact a dog and there is no such thing as a minister of smiles. I made it very clear that I wanted to speak to the dog. She opened the question. The opening question she said was, what is it in regards to? Him being a very good boy, obviously. What What possibly would you would you want to interact with a dog about other than what, just smiles? What wouldn't you want to no, interact No, that's what I mean. It's like, what, what would you need to clarify? You're like, I want to reach out and interact <laughs> with this dog. Like, in regards to what? what? What else would you do other than, like, you know, go and play fetch and cuddles pat it and dog stuff like what are you asking you don't sound like a very big dog person no 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 this isn't about this isn't about having a qualm with a dog it's that what what would you what what beyond generic dog stuff would she be asking that see that's why i'm thinking gus has more responsibilities than we think he does yeah you put in a parts order for chris and he was just trying to follow up Gus is also like the uh, like the accountant there. There's like a dog that just like <laughs> that meme. It's like the, the dog that says, I have no idea what I'm doing. And it's wearing a tie. And that's, Gus, has, that's Gus. Gus knows exactly what he's doing. Gus knows exactly what he's doing. Of course, episode two of Oilers Nation radio podcast brought to you by Sherwood Ford. Now, boys, we are getting very close to actual hockey happening. The boys are back in town. The boys are back in town. Yeah, Chris. Do we yes. own the rights to that song? Probably. Okay. Probably you nope. just can't you we can't just... say that it's a song. It's just a it's just authentic language. You just said it organically. There's no song. Damn, it was spoken art by exactly. Me. The boys are back in town, Chris. That means they are all back on the ice. They had an informal skate the other day. The thing I want to start out with is Darnell Nurse. We talked about it a little bit last week, actually quite a bit last week. So we're only going to touch on it quickly. He still doesn't have a contract. He has no deal for Daryl. We're still waiting. We're only days away from training camp. Coom, what do you think is going on? Uh, what I think is that the Oilers have backed themselves into a corner in which they have a very small amount of cap space 3. to work 9 with. 3.9 million. 3.9 million. And Let's they're Exactly. So they're trying, like, they can't obviously offer them 3.9 million. They can't just throw them the rest of the cap because they're not going to be pressed up against it. And they're trying to get the cheapest deal they possibly can. And if Nurse is going for a bridge deal, he's going to be like, all right, look, I want like this much and then if he's if the others are trying to back him into something say signing for like three mil then he's probably going to want an extra year in that bridge for security and then he also is probably going to want to roll like at the end of his rfa deal like right into unrestricted free agency what if the problem is that when peter shirelli offered him the contract he called him daryl nurse on the piece of paper and he rubbed his head could be an issue. I can see how that would be an issue. Pro- that would probably be an issue. Daryl doesn't like when you pat his head, allegedly, in my opinion. That's what we've heard. Uh, so, Chris, what I want to ask you is, 
The reason I brought this up today is because Darren Dreger, the insiders are doing their radio circuits again. They're back on the radio. Darren Dreger appeared on the Nielsen show yesterday with Dusty Nielsen, one of our own, Chris. That's a huge get. And mm-hmm. he said that he gets the idea that the Oilers are holding firm on $3 million. And what I want to know is, do you think that's fair, Chris? Um, no. This whole situation makes me uncomfortable because of uh, Miko Koskinen, who we just signed for $2.5 million uh, for a guy. No one really knows who he is or what he can do. Um, and he's going to get almost what they're going to offer Darnell Nurse. So it doesn't make sense to me. Um, what I'm worried about is that, like Cam said, the Oilers back themselves in the corner. So they don't really have a choice. They can go a little bit above three, but they don't have a lot of wiggle room. So if they hold firm on $3 million, even less than $3 million for Darnell Nurse, Darnell Nurse, I think he'll obviously take it. He wants to play in Edmonton. He wants to play hockey in general. So he'll take it. But that would piss me off if I'm Darnell Nurse. And then when my bridge contract's over, I'm going to remember how Chia screwed me on my bridge deal. Well, I kind of thought about that. I wrote about it this morning at ON. OilersNation.com, read my thoughts. Now, what I said is, if I'm Daryl, I take the $3 million bridge deal if that's what they're dead set on because you don't want to miss any training camp. That's just going to put you behind. We don't need that. Sakara's gone. Robot legs. Broken. Elon Musk needs to fix them. What are we going to do? I say Daryl takes the two-year bridge if it's at $3 bucks and keeps that in his pocket, Chris. He files that away because in 24 months' time, like you just said, he's be- going to need a new contract. And then what he does is he pulls that out and say, do you guys remember when you played hardball with me? but you're paying goalies that have four NHL games under their belt, $2.5 million. Totally. And then when Daryl puts up... Yeah. When the he brakes puts... truck backs right into his house, Chris. Exactly. Drops all the money on the floor, and he swims in it like Scrooge McDuck. Also, all the other RFAs are getting a raise. Like, tell me why, after two years of the caliber of play that Drake Kajula put up, that he's getting a raise. Well, that's a good point there, too. So what would you say Drake's overpaid by what? Uh, I mean, I'd probably cut his contract in like half. I don't know why he'd be making above. He's one point five, roughly. Why I would think, he be making any that. higher than like seven hundred and fifty k? I don't know. So it's interesting. It's like one of those things where Peter Shirelli said it himself last year, where it's a death by a thousand cuts. Where it's a hundred thousand dollars here, it's a three hundred thousand dollar grab up buyout there. It's a little bit extra on Kajula here, and now all of a sudden, we are on September seventh, September seventh, and Darnell Nurse is still not signed with the season only moments away, Chris. Yeah, I'm. I'm still not too worried about it. I know he's. I know it's gonna. Si- he's gonna sign. I know it's gonna be for whatever around three. Three point five two years is my guess. I think that's what I said last time, and I, I'll stick with that. Dan, what do you think? Uh, I don't know why we're thinking that Nurse is concerned with the backup goalie when he outplays a defenseman that makes four million dollars a year, well, puts up more ice time than him. It's got to be frustrating for him. I don't know if. I don't know if he if he wants to play that bad that he's willing to accept a bad contract. I just At this know. point, though, he doesn't have any rights, right? He doesn't have arbitration yeah, rights. Even if he says, like another option that I thought about yesterday is if he really is pissed off with what they're offering, he could sign a one-year deal. Yeah. Next year, he gets arb rights. So that would make a big difference. If the Oilers really want to grind him down, and if they want to, then okay. Why didn't you do it with everybody else? But... That's another conversation. You could sign a one-year contract and then have arbitration rights next summer looking for a bigger bump camp. It does seem kind of odd that of all the players that they're really going to town with, like after giving like Kajula a raise for no real reason, Strom got a raise, Russell got like more than I imagine his agent even asked for. Like 
everybody's basically getting like a little bit more than they should be getting that you're you're doing this with the guy who i think you view as your number one d-man of the future it's like an odd an odd person to be playing hardball with it reminds me of and and before i say this Darnell Nurse and P.K. Subban are not the same player. I don't think Darnell Nurse is as good as P.K., but the point that I had was, do you remember when the Canadians grinded P.K. Subban down for a bridge deal? He went on to win the Norris, and then they had to pay him $9 Nine million mil dollars a season. So year. that's kind of like, if I'm Darnell Nurse, I tape that to my roof, and I stare at it every night when I go to bed. And I think of that, and I say, okay, you guys kind of hardballed me on this contract. I'm going to keep that in my pocket. Two years from now, I'm taking you to the cleaners. So I guess considering his age right now, it's probably a good thing for his own personal development and his own profession that Chia may play hardball with him and screw him well, for this bridge deal. From a organizational standpoint, we don't know what Darnell Nurse is yet either. He's not realized his full potential. So the a two-year bridge deal, if that is what it ends up being, gives the organization a little bit of insurance as well that Darnell's going to keep progressing rather than give him big smoke right now and he just doesn't end up the being bri- worth it. The bridge is the right deal to make. Like We don't know who he is. He hasn't proved that he's anything more than like a very good third-pairing D or a mediocre second-pairing D at this point. Yeah, so we'll see what happens. Uh, training camp's getting close. Uh, the clock is ticking. I assume, I think we're all in agreement. Uh, we will nod in agreement, yes, that Darnell Nurse is going to get signed. He's not going to miss any time. He will be in Sweden, just like Dan, but we'll talk about that later. And uh, this will get done. It's just a matter of when, not if, right, Dan? Yes, I think my only th- uh, just one last thing. My only worry was that his comments about not coming to camp. He can't go to camp. Deal. Yeah, I think that makes sense. So, like, a guy doesn't want to get hurt he if he doesn't have any. He can't play in training camp if he don't have a contract. The next thing oh. I want to bring up also came from Darren Dreger yesterday, and this is just kind of like a, a an interesting conversation. I thought, and this is the quote that went out on Twitter. I had an NHL manager. Tell me earlier today, Western Conference granted, but he goes, I will buy you the best steak dinner there is if Austin Matthews signs for a dollar less than what Connor McDavid is making. Yes. So I want to get your guys' thoughts on that. Nice. I think it's super interesting. Um, as an Oilers fan, a bitter Oilers fan, somebody that likes to take shots at other organizations, I hope that they sign Matthews to a mm-hmm. Connor contract. In fact, I tweeted it yesterday. I hope he makes even more than Connor. $15 million, $16 million. Give him the entire 20%. That's what I want. Is he as good as Connor? No. He's a fantastic hockey player, a great hockey player. He's going to score a hell of a lot of goals in this league. Should he make Connor money, though, Chris? I don't know. What do you think? Honestly, I think we can agree to this, and most Oilers fans can agree to this, that we're all just glad we have Connor McDavid, and we I don't really care if Connor McDavid's the highest-paid player in the league. We know he's the best player in the league. I could give a shit less what Austin Matthews makes. Cam, you, you are actually a Leafs enthusiast. I am. What do you think about that kind of idea where he should be not getting a penny less than what Connor makes? Does that uh, matter? Do you care? I, I'll, I'll be honest when I say I can't remember the last time that Darren Dreger had a correct scoop in regards to the Leafs. <laughs> like, Darren Dreger was... Well, when was, the last, when was his cousin the uh, GM? That was a while oh, ago yeah, now. That was, uh, that's since, that's <laughs> since like, Dave Nonis was involved in the organization. Dreger hasn't had like a single scoop. And now with the new front office, with like with, he's just like a total outsider there. Like Darren Dreger is about as connected to the Leafs as I am. So be, like, which you're very Dra- connected. To be but. fair to Dreger on this quote, though, it's it is from a Western Conference GM. It's Peter Chiarelli. <laughs> it's like, wh- where right. is Peter Chiarelli taking uh, Darren Dreger out for steak dinner? That's the interesting <laughs> question. But I mean, yeah, no, like everybody knows, like the reality with the McDavid deal was, is when he signed that it was going to become a really good deal because as the cap goes up and players like Matthews, players like you know Jack Eichel, whoever can kind of start signing their deals, as the inevitability with the cap being higher and them signing later is they're going to make like similar kinds of money as him and that's that's just a reality i don't think 
I think Matthews will end up somewhere between Eichel and McDavid. I would imagine 11.5. That's kind of my guess. It's going to be in the ballpark, though. Anyway, mm-hmm. like for the Leafs, they've got a lot of really good young players. So it's going to be really interesting to see how their cap situation shakes out. And not this coming season, maybe the next two, three years. It'll be super interesting to watch. Next up, boys, I want to talk about Milan Lucic. Milan Lucic did an interview with Mark Spector over at Sportsnet. You should check that out if you haven't already, where he talked about wanting to get himself back into the right state of mind for this season. Obviously, we all know that Milan did not have a good year last year. Uh, People like the Hockey News would go so far as to say that he's only going to get 22 points, which I find a little bit excessive. But I want to read you guys a couple of quotes and get some thoughts on it. And, of course, this section of the podcast brought to you by our friends at Sherwood Ford Camp. If you need a Ford, you need a truck, you need some parts, you need service, you head on out to Sherwood Park. Have they found that missing child yet? They probably found the missing child, returned him to his parents, collected a reward, and donated it to charity. Typical Sherwood Ford. Classic Sherwood Ford. I was at Sherwood Ford last week. No, Tell this me about week. it. Um, Graham and I went for a visit. Graham, Nation guys. Overlord. Yep. Uh, we saw some vehicles. We uh, It was a beautiful day. Everyone was smiling. Everyone was very friendly. Beautiful day, of course, brought to you by our friends at Sherwood Ford. Yes. Go ahead. Uh, You're taking over... Uh, you're kind of taking over Dan's thing there, because I, if I remember correctly, last time we uh, made it clear that the weather report was going to be Dan's shtick, where he talked about what the weather was like the past few days. I literally just said it was sunny. That's all. That's Dan's got a look of disappointment on his face. Kay, that I, look of disappointment, of course, brought to you by our friends at SherwoodFord.ca. I take back my statement about the weather. I have no comment on the weather that you day. You can't undo the weather statement. You've taken yeah, you've, my statement uh, you, from me. You've ruined it. It's over. It so, doesn't Dan. supposed to rain today, as they say. Beautiful day, also brought to you by you two. The band you two? Yeah. Sweet. Shout out to Bono for a great day. A beautiful day, even. Off their album, <laughs> Who Gives a Shit, from 2006 or whatever. It's been installed on your iPhone now. Ever since they did that, I can't stand the word U2. I cringe every time I think of that. So, like, if you're, if you're putting, like, like Y-O-U-T-O-O, so it's like... It brings you back terrible memories. Oh, yeah. Okay. Disappointing. Flashback Don't put things on Chris's iPod shuffle. Mm-hmm. Did you have an iPod shuffle? Uh, I think so. There, that was a small one. That right? was my first iPod that I ever got. It was one of the like tiny white iPod shuffles. Bragger. Oh, I was thinking about the iPod Nano. I had both of them. Whoa! Wow. Two oh, hills yeah. money. Yeah, I'm, I'm not. I'm not the one bragging over here. Two hills wow. rich. Chris is from Two Hills. Maybe he should be from Two iPods. Back to Milan Lucic. One of the things that he brought up was everybody talks about his speed. Everybody talks about how they want him to get faster. So what he said to Mark Spector is, I know a lot of people preach skill and speed, but ultimately the big boys got it done when it mattered most, especially the big guys in Washington. Uh, I didn't watch a lot of playoffs this year because of a bet I had with Wanye. Cam, I'm curious your thoughts. Is Milan right? Did the big guys get it done in Washington? Uh, Dan, I'm going to come to you after as a resident Golden Knights fan. Yeah, Cam, I was, go ahead. I was about to mention the Golden Knights being a contradiction as to what Lucic just said, but I'll let Dan handle that. When I'm looking up and down the Capitals roster and I see Evgeny Kuznetsov put up 32 points in 24 games in the playoffs. Huge that, man, that Kuznetsov. Yeah, go ahead. Everyone knows Kuznetsov, just like a big, skillless slug. I, I don't really know who he's referencing here. I'd say uh, like their scoring leaders, Ovechkin had 15. I'd, I'd classify him as a skilled player. Kuznetsov, 12. Oshi, skilled player again. Uh but, I mean, yeah, they had some, like, big, big gritty guys. Like, Tom Wilson put up five goals in 21 games. Maybe that, that's what he's talking about. And then got paid. He got did. Paid, he, that, that contract was obscene. 
It's huge. Just like, obscene. Crazy. Five and a half mil per year or something. His career high on goals is like one. So are you guys saying that Lucic was referring to a comparable player to him on Washington? Uh, that's what I think. You, it, I feel like that's what he's getting at. But of course, there's context. So again, the quote was, I know a lot of people preach skill and speed, but ultimately the big boys got it done when it mattered the most, especially the big guys in Washington. Uh, I, I genuinely have no idea what he's talking about because I think the Capitals are just loaded with like skill up and down the lineup. Like They're one of those non-traditional teams that doesn't have like scrubs in their lineup. It's just like all skill. Like, I mean, o- Ovi's... Big, he's he, a big guy. He's more thick than big, right? He's so thick. He's thick. Dan, what do you think about the big guys in Washington taking over as somebody who has had their heart ripped from their their uh, chest when the Golden Knights lost? Um, yeah, as the uh, the biggest bandwagoner of the uh, Vegas Golden Knights bandwagon. They didn't give me a shirt, though. I'm still upset about that. Anyways, uh, if he looked at Vegas, uh, he saw a team that had some big boys on it. I would say Ryan Reeves is a comparable to a younger, he's a younger version of Milan Lucic. What I want to, what I, I was thinking about Reeves too, but what I want to say about Reeves though, and I hope Lucic is talking about a guy like that, is Reeves during the playoffs, at least what I watched, he was a wrecking ball. Yeah, he was in the mix. He's not going to score a ton of goals. He actually ended up did score some big goals towards the end of the playoffs, but he wasn't going to score a lot of goals. He wasn't getting a lot of points, but he was always in the mix. He yep. was causing havoc. And if Milan Lucic is going to go out and cause that kind of mayhem on a nightly basis and not every other week then i think we'll all be okay and he'll be okay as well yeah the thing the thing though with with the vegas golden knights was that that team lived and died with mark andre fleury when mark andre fleury was hot the vegas golden knights ran through teams as soon as he cooled down against washington it was over um and i don't think that that was heavy hockey doing that to to mark andre fleury as much as it was the talent like coom said so yeah I i don't know where he's going with that so Milan Lucic is saying this to pump himself up because he's a big guy. He's, we all know what kind of player he is, and he if he thinks that the Washington the big guys on Washington Capitals uh, provided success for their team, then let him think that. Let him think whatever, yeah, whatever he, he needs thinks. to think to get his confidence up. I'm not going to bring him down for well, his wildly inaccurate statement. Yeah, but it, I mean, and that's, <laughs> <laughs> but it's also, I mean, I think he's talking to the fact that his his time to shine. And we've always kind of said this since this <laughs> since the signing was. Yeah, I mean, you're way wrong, but like whatever, roll with it, buddy. Yeah, like, who cares? You, make you, it till you make it. His time to shine was our was our playoff run, and that's when that's when people loved Lucic the most in his Edmonton tenure, and and so he's trying to I think point people to the playoffs as something to uh, to hope hope for uh, performance from him. Back to the big man himself, he says it's getting back into that beast mode mentality. I spent the summer focusing on my mental game and my mental health. As Wayne Gretzky always says, it's such a great game, and the game has given us all so much. There's that little kid in you, and you've got to find that again and come to the rink having fun. That's one of the things I worked on more than anything. So what I wanted to say was, forget about what the fuck happened in Washington and in Vegas with their big guys. I think what he hit on here about coming back in with a better mental state is way more important than whatever people on other teams were doing. Chris, is that kind of what you're getting at when you said let him believe whatever he wants to believe? Yeah, totally. Like, we had a good time ripping on him last season, but at this point I just kind of feel for the guy. I want him to succeed. I'm an Oilers fan. I want Milan Lucic to go out and get 60 points or whatever. Like, I'm dreaming big. So if, like you said, if that's what it takes and – Rock and roll. And we all know how 
hard of a time it is to play with Edmonton media, Edmonton fans. Way to go, Chris. Yeah, it's my fault. We, and have, uh, we have people sitting up here in Little Brick just drinking poison and going online and saying the team is bad, and that's why the team loses. Exactly. So, yeah, you got to do whatever you can to help him out, pretty much. And I'm glad he's, like, he obviously didn't enjoy his year, year last year. Uh, so I'm glad he's kind of can get back to his childhood love for the game and and maybe have a better year this year. Well, I mean, at the end of the day, hockey's supposed to be fun, right? And if he's having a really bad time doing it, then it doesn't matter how much you get paid or whatever. It's not going to go well. Uh, Spectre asked him about his weight. If he dropped any weight, I'm going to skip that because Milan Lucic is just a big guy. He's not going to lose a lot of weight. There's not a lot of weight for him to lose. Did you say he was like 8% body fat? He's like 8 or 9% body fat. He's super fit. Last summer, he said he came in in the best shape of his life. He was super fit. Is Milan Lucic ever going to lose a bunch of weight and get really fast? He's not going to skate like Connor, so let's just, you know, what are you going to do? So I'm going to skip that. Another thing that he mentioned, he got back to it again, was when he said, I struggled with my confidence last year. Just going back and watching tape of yourself, making plays, it helps. Carrying the puck through the neutral zone, please don't do that. Moving your feet with the puck in the O zone, that I agree with. Taking the play on your own versus waiting for everything to happen. That, I think, confidence played way more of a factor than Lucic's weight, uh, what he's eating, what he's not eating, how much, what his, his, his body mass index says on any given day. Confidence, right, Chris? I've always really liked Milan Lucic's uh, interviews. Like, he goes, he, he's pretty open and honest, and he gets in details compared to a lot of other NHL players. So I'm glad to hear he's, like, getting into the specifics and looking at that. Cam, do you think that Milan Lucic can get himself back to a spot where he's a productive Edmonton Oilers forward in the top six this year? Yeah, I wrote about uh, Lucic when I was doing the player reviews, and I said, I think the time to uh, kind of expect Lucic to be like the $6 million top line forward is kind of gone now. But I think that there's no reason to assume that he can't you know, play some kind of role with the team. Like there was times last year when you put him on the third line and he plays with, say, like Ryan Strom, that the, the line's pretty solid. Like they get the, like the puck down low and they do their thing. You don't have to create massive expectations for a player just to have them fall short of it. Instead, you can just put the guy in the place where he can thrive. The same thing with Chris Russell. If you play him, you know, 17 minutes in the third pairing, he's going to be good. But the problem is, is that obviously the reality is, is you're, you're expecting more because of what the p- players are paid, but you can't change that now. Now Todd McClellan as the coach just has to, like put the money, like money, and like the uh, that that whole thing aside, and just put them in a place where they can thrive. Dan, what do you think? Do you think Milan can get back to a guy that's productive, whether it's top nine or top six? Yeah, I mean, I think there was a lot wrong with that team last year mentally, and I think Lucic is kind of speaking to that. Uh, we've heard multiple players come out and say that the team was overconfident, and uh, that played into you know the snowball effect at the start of the season. I think that it's great that these guys are identifying it. It's a case of whether they actually addressed it and can work with it. So, yeah, I hope the best for Milan. Um, you know, I think I'm a little bit uh, – still a little bit down from last year on him uh, more than you guys, which is which is fine. I think that's, uh, that's healthy. And, uh, yeah, we'll see how he can do for the rest of the season. So if you're a, bit, a little bit more pessimistic on Lucic, which is fine, let's see. He's kind of in a prove-it kind of spot right now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, talk is cheap, motherfucker, so said DMX. And Dan, of course. Mm-hmm. What do you think is a kind of like what what's your prediction for Milan Lucic this year like in terms of goals, points, that kind of thing? Well, he he started off the year pretty well last year and then the wheels of course came off, which has been well documented. I would say 
I'm thinking probably like 45, 50 points, which is not a terrible season um, by any stretch of the imagination. Uh, Money-wise, maybe that's a bad season uh, for what we're spending on him. But, yeah, 50, 45, 50 points, I think. His career average, and keep in mind, this accounts last year's terrible shooting percentage of 6.8%. His career average is 13.7. So is it really so far-fetched to think that if he gets the same number of shots on goal relatively, give or take a few, that he can get back to 20 goals, Chris? Well, if he gets this, what was his shooting? How many shots did he have last year? 147. Much less than he did before? Yeah, so the year before, his first year at Edmonton, he had 175 shots on net, oh. shot 13.1%. Um, yeah, he was obviously pretty snake bit, and he'll probably score a few more goals than he did last year if he had the same amount of What's shots. What's your prediction for the big man? Uh, 20 goals, 50 points minimum. Minimum? Yeah, I think he'll break 50 points, I think. Cam, what do you think? Let's say 15 goals, 30 points. 15 goals, 30 points. I'm going to go 20 goals, 20 assists for 40 points. Evan, the intern, he is staring at us. He is doing the latest Donaire review. He's uploading it to YouTube right now. I can see him. He's pointing at me. He's pointing at Cam for some reason. He's really enjoying it. Evan the... thinks Lucic is going to get 30 points this year? That's, that's a decline from last I thought season. I, was, I thought I was down on him. I think I was the highest point prediction. Evan, the pessimistic intern wow. over there sitting there That me and Evan thinking, we're thinking 13 points, but he plays in the third line, doesn't get any power play time. A lot of those 15 goals are at even strength, and that's not a bad season. I think, well, I think that's another thing that's going to bump his totals is just a generally better power play. I don't know if he's going to get on that power play, though. He's definitely going to get on the power on this, play. Uh, hopefully he's not on the first unit. Hopefully he's in the second unit. We're talking about a Todd McClellan team here that has the, the blender going. This is a new and... Todd McClellan team. Yeah, but like Manny Vivera is supposed coaches. to be a power play wizard. Yeah, and if you have a power play kind of... wizard coaching your team, Lucci is not getting a whole bunch of power play done. Unless they kind of just plant him right in front. Yeah, that's, that's the only way he'll get on the power play. Like a Ryan Smith kind of role? That's true. You know what I mean? But does he have the, like, he doesn't have the hands in tight. But he could, like, punch the goalie or something? <laughs> yeah, he could. He could uh, mitigate the power plays. Yeah. By taking offensive zone Benoit Pouliot penalties. Yeah. I still think Lucic is also going to find himself on the top line at some point. This sure year. he is. Of course. I feel like, You're to Dan's point, I feel like they're going to shift Nuge to the right side, bump Lucic up. I think they're going to, that Ty Ratty is going to be on the whole line the, for the whole time because he's the answer. Because, of course, Ty Ratty is, as Dan knows, the answer. Yep. So, mixed bag on Milan Lucic here. Evan, the intern, glaring anger at Lucic conversation, just really upset about this whole thing, <laughs> waiting for his YouTube video to load, doing a donair review, enjoying a free Red Bull courtesy of Red Bull Canada. Thanks, Red Bull. Really upset about Milan Lucic, though. Boys, I wanted to talk about what's coming. We talked about training camp. We talked about Darnell. We talked about Lucic. But we haven't talked about kicking off the new season. Mm. Chris, what are we doing this year? You've been uh, around a time or two. We've seen a couple of season opening parties. This will be my third season open party. Party. It is happening. Party. It is happening on October sixth. Cam, stop kicking the microphone stand. I can't sit still. Cam's a fidget. Go ahead. Calm down, Cam. It's happening on October sixth at a eleven a.m. I believe. Did you say a.m.? I did say a.m. That's this unusual is... because usually the parties are in the evening because the games are in the evening. What's going on here? Well, I know uh, for a fact that the Oilers are playing in Europe to start the season. Source? Uh, Dan told me. Oh, Dan, why do you know that they're playing in Europe? Well, Bag Milk, uh, you hinted at it earlier. Uh, I'm actually going to be traveling over to Europe for the first time off of North America. Uh, Wait, you're traveling to Europe? <laughs> There's a lot to the break down. Time. There is. Make Jets Nation party leaves again now. For my first time out of North America, 
I'm traveling over, and I'm going to be watching the Oilers play uh, the Cologne Sharks in Cologne, Germany. Featuring, of course, Ryan Jones and Corey Potter. Go ahead. Uh, yes. Really? And, yeah. uh, cool. and then I'm going to be taking the short flight up to Gothenburg, Sweden, and I will be there for uh, the season opener uh, at 4 p.m., I believe, Sweden time, uh, to your guys' 11 a.m. start time. Do here. you guys know that all of the Goths in the world go to Gothenburg once a year for a convention? Yes. They all unite and listen to My Chemical Romance's first album. And they do that dance. And that's what Dan's going to be there sway. for? That's Good what I'm there Dan. for. Dan's going to be wearing all of his black face makeup that he sometimes wears at the office to terrify all of us. And he's going to like sacrifice something to the moon. Like That's what they do. Yes. So while Dan will be in Europe, he will be missing our season opener party, which is yep. happening. We'll find a way to bring him in, though, I think. Like a, some kind of Skype, maybe? Absolutely. I assume Sweden has Wi-Fi. Put him on the Pine TV. I think that the oh i can't remember the name of it now the arena will have wi-fi so what we're saying is to clear your schedules for october 6th we're having a brunch party get a little day drunk chris yeah at the pint downtown obviously who buys the beers evan has some edits for the pint party that he'd like to show you evan is standing by he is showing edits mid podcast this is a very professional show chris is giving thumbs up he is satisfied with evan's work evan is our new intern that just started this week this week, Evan is here. He's at the table. He's producing the content. He's doing some other stuff for SEO, the boring back-end stuff. Chris, back to the party. Um, that, I think that's it, hey? Tickets are going to be going on sale either today, the Friday, or tomorrow, Saturday. Chris and I will confirm that. They're going to be 25 bucks. I assume this thing's going to sell out mm-hmm. real quick. Our charity partner this year is Kids Sport Edmonton. Um, so proceeds uh, from your ticket sales will be going in there. We'll also be having a pop-up shop. We'll be launching some new nation gear for the season. We're really excited about that. The designs look great. Uh, We'll be giving out swag bags to every person who buys a ticket. We'll be giving out lots of prizes, lots of memorabilia, hopefully. Um, Just your usual Oilers Nation party. It'll be fun. But this time, morning edition. Not your usual Oilers Nation party. Because Dan won't be there. So it'll be a better Oilers Nation party. It'll probably be the best party you've ever been to. Be the best party ever because Dan is not there. Should we? We should have that in like our marketing tag. If you ever wanted to come to a damnless Oilers Nation party, now's your chance. <laughs> Don't miss the opportunity. <laughs> this one's gonna be fun. I'm excited about it. I love brunch. I love getting drunk. I do love brunch. I love. I love slamming back a cold one before noon. My favorite. It's I'm gonna, gonna be. be gonna I'm be a Caesar special. guy. Yeah, there's gonna be some special drinks. I think. I'm a Caesar guy, so I'm gonna be remember. crushing Caesars all morning. I can't do Caesars yet. I don't quite have the palate for that. I don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't quite know. Yeah, it's just as you get older. Like, I know I hit oh. 25 this year, and now okay. I'm into, uh, like, drinking wine. And maybe I think I'll hit Caesars when I'm 30. That's, maybe. That's no. kind of what I'm thinking. Because I didn't get into wine until my mid-20s, I don't think. Yeah, still not into wine. You really? Should. Well, you're going to get into it when you're in Europe, though. you gotta, you got to get into it. you got to slam an entire bottle of wine in a field. I mean, He's going to be I'm in, uh, in Germany, though. Yeah, when you're in Munich, you have to For the beer fest. The I'm going to be there for Oktoberfest. Absolutely. So. Dan wants to drink mead in Sweden. Yep. Get back into his Viking roots, if... He is Viking. Dan used I'm to play the for the only person in the office that has Viking roots. You have Viking roots? No. Okay. Dan used I would to say play... Cam's more Viking than Dan is. Yeah, I used to play for the Minnesota Vikings. Did you? Were you Dante Culpepper? I was Dante Culpepper. Congratulations. Little did everybody know that I was, in fact, Dante Culpepper, 2004 Offensive Player of the Year. And Chris just... was Randy Moss. Cam just did it in a min re- reveal on the podcast. That's huge. I got doxxed. <laughs> <laughs> so what we're telling you in a roundabout way is watch out for tickets to the season opener party. It's going to be great. Pint downtown, October 6th. It's a Saturday, 11 a.m. We'll get you back to your family good and toasted by about 6 o'clock. Yeah. And then you can just 
I was thinking about that because it's Thanksgiving weekend. So I'm, I don't know. I'll be going home to see my family for Thanksgiving. What if Thanksgiving dinner is that night and I just show up drunk? Why would you have it on a Saturday night? I don't know. What kind of animals are you? What do you mean? Two You're hills. not going to have a Thanksgiving dinner on Saturday night. You have it on a Monday night. No. Or every family Sunday. is different. No. What if Saturday is the only day that the family can gather? Okay, well, Chris isn't coming to the party. So if you want to have a Chris and Downless party and you want to come and enjoy some morning cold ones with me, Bag Milk, and the rest of the crew, just us and not Chris and Dan, who hate us for some reason, then take your chance now. Those That's will be it. up at nationgear.ca as soon as we launch. Watch out for that in the next day or two. Next segment, boys, is we're going to talk a little bit of Sacrifice for 500. We're going to talk ideas, what we can do, what we'll do when they win, what, they'll, what we'll do when the Oilers lose, and, of course, this wonderful round of ideas brought to you by Gus and the rest of the fantastic crew at Sherwood Ford. Head on over, sherwoodford.ca. Get yourself some info. If you need parts, they got parts. You need service, they got service. You need smiles, they got Gus. Chris, when you visited Sherwood Ford, did you check out the bathrooms? No. Oh, good question. Come on, man. Oh, man. That was the entire point of you going was just to look at the bathrooms. You didn't do it. Why didn't you guys remind me? Well, because you told us you were going somewhere <laughs> I going, else. Yeah, I got the two plays mixed up. Really, really upsetting. Okay, next time I go to Sherwood Ford, I'll check out the bathrooms. I Sherwood promise. Ford, home of parts, service, Gus, and the world's cleanest bathrooms. And not a liquor store. And it's definitely not a liquor store. That is a different partner of ours called Sherwood Liquor. Which Chris thought he was going to. Sherbrooke Liquor. What are they? Sherbrooke Liquor. Sherbrooke Liquor. We went to Sherbrooke Liquor yesterday and dropped off some car decals. Oh, that's a good plug. Uh, Sherbrooke Liquor is now carrying Oilers Nation. Sherbrooke. Did you say Sherbrooke? What's going on? Sherwood Ford sponsors the podcast. Sherbrooke Liquor. Who sponsors? Gives us liquor. Sherwood Ford sponsors his podcast. Sherbrooke Liquor sponsors my cirrhosis. And uh, Red Bull sponsors the Red Bull fridge in the office. <laughs> but you can tell why I got the two plays mixed up. So I wanted to talk about Sacrifice for 500 that we did last year. Chris, you wore the turkey hat. Dan has not worn shorts in 100 years. Or pants in 100 only years. Worn shorts. Actually, you know what? I saw Dan wear pants at Chris's wedding. Oh. Took them off. For one hour. I I took them off immediately year. as soon as yeah. the ceremony was over. That was a request by the bride. And so I decided not to ruin her day. And put pants on. So that's your wife's fault. Dan is still wearing shorts. And, of course, I ate 15 kilos of beets last year. So what I want to talk about, boys, is this year we've all decided that we're going back in again. We're back in the mix. Chris decided, you know what? I'm tired of the turkey hat, which upsets me because I liked it. I still have it. You can have it back. I mean, I don't want it. it. Can I burn it? I just like to see you wear it. I think it looks nice. It was was some of the greatest moments. You know, having a rough night after... uh, the others lose, and then Chris just walks into the office with a turkey hat on his head. People always thought that that was the easiest punishment. They're like, they did. It wow, was pretty easy. You're complaining the, about wearing a turkey hat. The kids, you obviously haven't had to wear a turkey hat in public around all day long. The kids from the school across the street from Little Brick loved your turkey. They hat. loved seeing it. They right. were but Chris isn't allowed right. within a hundred meters of the school. They That's what the court it. order says. But Chris doesn't buy. So what I want to get to today, boys, is I want to start planting seeds. What are we going to do this year? Obviously, beets are my thing. Whether I like it or not, for the rest of my life, beets are my thing. Well, you made beets a thing. You, somebody, you know what? Somebody sent me a picture of a beet latte today. So somebody out there, some horrible, horrible business out there. Unless you're sponsoring us. Like, does Little Brick have beet latte? I no, don't think they so. don't. Some horrible business out there decided that a beet latte was a good idea, and it's just upsetting to me. Though, I also feel proud, Cam. 
that I started this beat thing, I feel like, anyway. Farmers are very grateful for me. Beat retailers, also very grateful for me. You're keeping the lights on in the uh, beat factory in uh, Vegreville. Vegreville beat factory is I'm, being... I'm guessing there's a, a beat factory there's in There's no beat factory in Vegreville. Okay, you're How do you know that for sure? You're, you're keeping the uh, lights on in the beat factory in Carrot Creek. That's better. <laughs> is that a real place? There's a place called Carrot Creek. Shout out to Carrot Creek. So, boys, I want to talk about what you guys are going to do. Dan, you wore shorts, but you said you didn't want to do that this year. Yep. And I thought you had a good idea. Well, I, it was given to me by somebody on Twitter, and I'm sorry I can't think of the Twitter handle at this very moment. Selfish. They're probably not one of our uh, our very few listeners. Um, but uh, somebody had suggested that um, because I'm a, I'm a big man and uh, looking, to, looking to get a little healthier, that for every loss, I run one kilometer for every game that they are under 500. What if they're over 500? Yeah, what if they're over 500 well, and they just lose? Because here's, here's the reason I asked, Dan. I am eating beets after every loss, regardless of record. Yep. So, is this going to be a 500 thing, or is Dan going to get himself outside, motivated? You should run 1K for the amount of goals they lose by. So, if they lose a game 87 to 1, yeah. you have to run 86K. I won't do that, because I, <laughs> I do value life, and I enjoy where I'm at in my life. Um, but, to your question, I will run a kilometer after every loss. Yeah, are we going to get proof of these runs, Dan? Somewhere? Yeah, I'm not sure because I don't want to, like I wanted to do, or I, I don't want to do a video because I don't want to take away from the beat cast because I know everybody would tune in to Sweaty Because I don't want to watch an entire video. Sweaty of Dan. No, this is what you do. Down you the... download Strava or any running app. Are you map my sponsored run. by Strava? Do, uh, use, yeah. use Map My Run. That's what I use. Okay, Map My, my run. run. You map take a screenshot right. of your route, post it online. Yeah, I, yeah, I'll definitely have some kind of proof. I have a question. the question. I don't want to do a video though. This is an awesome punishment. I love it. Um, are you going to do it post game every night? Or are you going to do it like? Oh, good well, question. It's, it's a logistical question. Um, it depends. Uh, like if they lose in Sweden, absolutely, I'll I'll do totally. something ridiculous in Sweden. Uh, my hotel's like half a kilometer away from the. Well, there you go. You got to run the, back, and then you run back to the stadium. It is. There's your one k right there. <laughs> Um, but, uh, but what if they lose the game 86 to one and you got to do the lap 85 times? I would yes. love to see the people behind Dan as he's running back to the hotel. Like, Oh shit, where's the big guy going? And everybody <laughs> also starts running alongside him. Borg, Borg, who's Borg. chasing him? <laughs> yeah, who's chasing Being chased him. by Beowulf. Yeah, exactly. I started an international incident because a fat man ran away from the <laughs> arena. Um, I just, as soon as the buzzer goes, I'm just going to start running. No, um, I, I, it'll, it'll kind of depend on my neighborhood. Isn't the greatest for sidewalks. Uh, so I'll be running on some icy roads, but uh, but yeah, I will be aiming to do it every night before the uh, before the. Well, there's tons of great trails right. around here. So yeah. if you just came in a little bit in the morning and you wanted to go run around, kind of, and that would be a, pun- a double punishment Valley. because it would punish all the rest of you guys to be around my sweaty ass all day, as if we're not already. <laughs> <laughs> wow. And boom goes the dynamite. So I like this. Dan is going to run a K after every loss. Have you thought about what you want to do after they win? I haven't. And I would put that out to the nation, and I think we'll uh, we'll be doing that. So we are taking uh, suggestions on Dan's win video slash win whatever. Mm-hmm. I am also taking suggestions on what I can do if the Oilers win, when they win. Uh, I'm supposed to have a call with Schneiders. They bumped me on Tuesday. I don't That's know okay. if this call is real or not. This yeah. doesn't okay. sound this doesn't sound good for you. If they're bumping, that means they're probably reconsidering and whatever like intern has the Twitter. <laughs> whatever intern was given the Twitter, like the, the person in charge of marketing and the budget is like, whoa, 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 what the fuck are you? But doing? they watched one beat cast and they're like, No. Uh, we take that back. No, we're You're not. You're low doing priority that. to them now. 
Oh, I'm totally a low priority. They're ghosting me. So anyway, I need suggestions on win casts as well. Chris, what are you up to this year? So you I didn't like, want to do the turkey ad either. No, turkey ad's dumb. Um, Dan runs a K. Chris gets stuck in a K hole. <laughs> <laughs> Chris does ketamine after every Oilers loss and just reports live tweets the experience. Well, since we're t- talking about like getting fit and active, um, I think a reasonable one that's not too hard not too easy is for me to do 100 push-ups after every loss you and can't do 100 push-ups because you want to get you work on your glam muscles again look at it look at his arm right now he has his <laughs> arm up and he's flexing and he's like i'm gonna do 100 push-ups he's flexing at us right now as he's but i think it'd be cool push-ups. i think it'd be a cool story um is if i can at the end of the season his huge arms after no <laughs> yeah he's just like <laughs> check out my story i just got these huge no, arms no, no, after like after <laughs> whether it's 30 losses or 60 losses if i do <laughs> Chris, we're not losing 60, 60 games. Losses. Stop cheering Good for Lord. losses, Chris. This but is the problem with the sacrifice for 500. Imagine if year. I can end up doing 100 push-ups in a row. That'd be cool. That'd be a good outcome. I feel like Are you could probably get close right now. No, though. I can't. Are you going to bump it up to like 200 for if they're no. below 200 or two games below 500? No. Yeah, well, that's, that's what you should do. I'm running 2,000 meters if they are two games below 500. I think you should have to do 200 push-ups. Wait, so what if they're three games below 500? 300 push-ups. We never discussed this. We have Dan's throwing ideas at you. So you're going to run 3K they lose, if they're... Yes. Okay, wait, hold on. three oh, games under 500. Oh, okay, hang on. Wait, we this is different. Totally different. Dan's just changing the rules. Dan's changing the rules. I like oh. this. So okay, if they're 10, how okay. many games under 500 were they last year? Like eight or something? So you're running 8K after every game. That's the deal. So wait, what if they're above 500? Then I have to come I have to try and figure out the scaling on it. Run backwards. Yeah, I think it should be a positive thing. But Dan runs backwards. There are 27 games above 500 because I would like to be, I would like to be, um, I would like to get fit with this still, but I don't, I don't think I should be punished because they're above 500. Maybe, so. but who knows though? Maybe you enjoy running. At Coom enjoys running. Yeah, I love running. Yeah, that's fair. Okay, wait, so this you know what? Maybe you know what? Okay, thing. I'm taking it. I'm taking it right now. I'm saying it right now. And then it goes back. for every game that they are above or below 500, I'll add a kilometer. The big man's moving. There you go. No, I think I think it should be relative to the game because like the worse the game is. Coom. I think you didn't have a sacrifice for 500 oh, last year. This is true. So you I don't Cam, have the ability to speak. Yeah, last year I wanted Cam to carry around a baby on his yes. chest every time the oh others lost. Goodness. Like a real baby. No. like well, a- I had this like creepy baby carrier that I found on yeah. Amazon, and I was going to stick a doll in it, and it was going to be hilarious. And then he backed out. He didn't the, old, the old hangover uh, hangover front pouch. So, Coom, what is your sacrifice? I haven't thought of anything at this point. Oh, if you have we an have idea. ideas. Do you have an idea? Go ahead. The baby thing? The baby thing. I love the baby thing. <laughs> okay, so backstory on this or one. Or you can wear the turkey hat. We I'm not wearing the turkey hat. Everybody knows the turkey hat. that right now we're recording this from the Little Brick Cafe in the North Dale? Riverdale. Riverdale, Riverdale neighborhood. Riverdale and, season uh, three coming out in... Uh, <laughs> and Coom is not the biggest fan of babies crying downstairs. Nobody likes babies crying. You know what? Who's the biggest fan of babies crying? <laughs> Coom, not the biggest fan. <laughs> yeah, Dan's do. the biggest fan of babies crying. The baby starts crying, starts chanting, baby. Yes. <laughs> and the baby starts crying louder and everyone's clapping. So Coom does not like small children. So we I don't not like small children. If you Cam had children. to carry around a fake child on his chest for 24 hours Weird, after every man. loss. 24 it'd hours. It would be amazing. Yeah, the, the turkey hat all over again. Just a different version. Because you're, you're already kind of fit. So I feel like a fitness one doesn't work for you as well yeah but chris is also fit and he's doing a fitness thing well yeah, he wants to get yoked though and he wants to be able to cut the chris wants off to get chris wants to get thick because okay this is the perfect time to bring this up so we frequently make polls on chris's twitter saying chris thick chris not thick 
And now two different times out of the three times it's been posted, it's been voted that Chris is not thick. Yeah, but every time it comes up that I'm not thick, Dan is logging into every no. social media account that we own Incorrect. and voting. Wrong. That That's not true. People, people in the audience are just very clearly, they don't believe that you're thick. And also, when Evan started here on his first day, Evan the intern, who is currently entering our credit card information into some kind of website, um, he's, we asked him straight up, with no context, no pre preeminitions, nothing. Is Chris thick or not? And he, he hesitated. said no. He hesitated for a second. Half a second. He did, he did have Chris's thoughts in mind, and then he had to admit Chris not thick. He knew immediately that Chris wasn't thick, but he didn't want to hurt Chris's feelings. It was his first day, and he was nervous, but he knew Chris wasn't thick, and then he said Chris wasn't thick. Evan didn't even know me then. Now he knows me. And he still said, no. you're not thick. He said I was thick. So, so anyways, this is, is going to be the uh, Chris thick or not thick push-ups. <laughs> Can the Oilers get Chris thick? Because as of right now, you're not thick. Anyways. But back to Cam's. My sacrifice would be, it, it's a fitness goal, but it's something above and more challenging than where I'm currently at. It's a big picture thing about being thick because you're not thick right now and you know it. I, I, support, I support that, Chris. And I think that if it's something that we hopefully we get the nation involved in, in on it. Uh, nation fans can, can partake and, and share, their, uh, share their positive stories. Yes. But yeah, Cam. Your sacrifice for 500. You can't take us away from it. Okay. If you have an idea for Cam, please tweet I want like it. I want like an activity-based thing that I can do a video about or something. Not, not just like a carrying something around for the whole day. What if like you had to do a live broadcast of yourself in the tub and like you were playing with a little ducky and you're talking about some stats and stuff and everybody got to see you in the tub? That's not a That'd punishment. be very erotic. Yeah, I could do that. That's a punishment no, for the rest of punishment. us. That's not a punishment for that's anybody. A punish for that's, the rest that's, of a, that's a reward for everybody. That's what <laughs> I'll do after they win. Everyone gets the reward. Wow, the Oilers won. I'm in a good headspace, and now I get to watch At Coom in the tub. So send all your ideas for At Coom Sacrifice for 500 to At ON Radio Podcast. At ON Radio Podcast, if you got ideas for all of us. Yeah, We're going to put up an article on the, on the nation because we want your input. Uh, some dumb ideas. Evan is telling us we have to move on. He's very bored of this conversation, so he's it's time to move his on. Head against the table, he's freaking out. He's really upset about. Chris, he has your credit card right now, and he's entering it into multiple websites. I don't believe you. Are you getting free Bandera pizza bread over there? Are you ordering yes. Skip the Dishes? Nice. Yes, boy. Last thing I want to talk about is a couple of different stuff. A couple of different items. There's I a say. couple of different stuff. A couple of different stuff. Jaguars cornerback Jalen Ramsey said this week that. If he trained for six months, he could make the NHL. Uh, he doesn't know how to skate, but he's good at sports. So what I want to know is what you guys think of, first, his comments that he could make the NHL. Second, if you worked on something for six straight months, what's something that you think you can do akin to him making the NHL? You got all that, Chris? You following that? Yeah, I'm following. What do you think? Um, I'll answer the second question first. Cam, stop kicking your microphone. I had to move my leg. It was seizing up. That this is a matter of life and death. This is a matter of my health. Cam's mic kick, of course, brought to you by our friends at Sumo Jerky. That was a curveball. <laughs> yeah, I didn't that expect was. that. I was expecting it, are you sure, sure it's not Sherbrooke look or Sherbrooke Sher jerky? Sure jerky. Sherwood Liquor Ford. <laughs> <laughs> Sherbrooke Red Bull Ford Liquor Jerky, brought to you by the sun. Our friends at Sumo Jerky, of course, delivering the best subscription 
jerky you can get on the internet. Superjerky.com, Chris. It's like a newsletter, but jerky. It is like a newsletter, but jerky. It's like, uh, I don't know if you're old enough to remember Columbia House. No way he knows what that is. Dan, do you know what Columbia House is? I sure do. Thank Christ. So Columbia House essentially was something where you would sign up for a kind of like a record of the month club in a way. You would get 30 albums for a penny at first, right? And then you were contracted to buy X number of albums over the coming 36 months. So this is subscribing to Apple Music. Essentially, yeah, before Apple Music was Apple Music. You know, it's... But you had to like get, okay, you got 30 albums for a penny at first. And you're like, sweet, yeah, I got 30 albums for a penny. And then the other ones were like $45. This Columbia House yeah. segment is brought to you by... Did they go out of business? Sherwood Ford. Sherwood Ford. I assume they're out of business. Like nobody... You know that Netflix anymore. used to be, like before it was what it is, it was one of those places where you could buy DVDs at a grocery store? Yeah, like and you, red could, box. You, could, uh, yeah. you could order them online. They would mail it to you. So what do you think this Columbia columbia records thing became this is something we should investigate i think it became columbia records without the subscription <laughs> service i so? honestly have no idea what columbia house became i assume that it became blockbuster which became nothing it became there's one blockbuster left oh, in alaska you. it became a quiznos sub love like a, a good hard toasted sub wow. i want to know chris back to you I'm, I'm waiting here i've been waiting for five minutes what you think about jalen ramsey claiming that he could make the nhl if he trained for six whole months um so I'm biased because hockey is my favorite sport. So obviously I think it's like one of the hardest sports and I don't think anyone can just naturally do it. Do it in reverse. Could Connor McDavid make the MLB if he trained for six months? Absolutely. Yes. And who's that? <laughs> <laughs> no. Like nope. he could do it right now. I don't nope. think he needs he any training. Who's that dude who plays in the MLB that used Michael to? Michael Jordan. No. Yeah, Michael Jordan. Bo Jackson. Bo Jackson. Sure. But there have been people who have Mike switched Trout. to the MLB from like uh, – football and yeah, like they just didn't Bo play Jackson. baseball growing up yeah like Deion sanders is exactly. a guy that tim played tebow. both but he tim was tebow. also like played college at both exactly you know, so the, the baseball both. hockey player you're thinking of is a uh, pitching legend tom glavin who is in the in the major league baseball hall of fame the base cooperstown baseball hall of fame he was also drafted in the second round by the los angeles kings that's who you're thinking of chris okay but maybe this guy <laughs> maybe this guy this uh football player jalen yeah him Ramsey, he uh, played lots Gordon of Ramsey, hockey. Maybe he played like junior B. No, can't skate. Okay, well, never mind. I, think, I take that back. I think that that's it. the great divider in this debate is the it's all skating. The skating, like you can't, you can't, you can't make the league unless you're on an Edmonton. No, I'm just joking. That's a bad joke. Um, you can't make the league womp, if you can't womp, skate. Womp, yeah. womp. Okay, a, so the one activity that I think if I practice for six months and I could become a professional at is a professional magician. No. Yes. So, oh, hang no. on. I've got to dive into this. I think if I... What pract- kind of magician? Are you like talking about like David Copperfield where you want to make a plane disappear? Kind no, of that's not. If I practice for six months, that's a good question, actually. I could go on the Penn & Teller show Fool Us and Fool Them. Wrong. Yeah, no, incorrect. No chance. Yes, I could. Six there's months. people. There's people that have been doing it for. I watched that show religiously. So you made a I big mistake. Here. Who? No, I, I did. <laughs> you too. stepped into my wheel. Who house. has the better chance? Do I have a better chance at fooling Penn and Teller in six months, or does what's his balls have a better chance? Easily, at oh, that's a good easily, easily him making the NHL. Because no. there's no way you could execute a magic trick ever. It's how do you know? Because you you can't you can't tell lies. You're easy to tell when you're making a joke and you're lying about some being disingenuous. You, 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 you can't like stop giggling 
You always sit there and he's like pulling a sneaky one on Penn and Teller and he just starts cracking himself up. Like, My, it's like uh, when, whenever you're telling your terrible jokes, you start laughing like halfway through. Like, like tell, okay, no, we got to pivot here. No, to, I'm not doing this. You got to no. tell the Australian joke. We you don't have, have enough to, time. You have to tell it. We don't There's, have enough you time. We're running low on time. tell it. We're running low on time. We're almost at an hour and I don't know if we have time for a 16 minute joke. Chris has, a, Chris has a roughly 12 minute joke where he basically just explains people go to Australia because they like didn't buy a round flight or something. We'd have to far. put a we'd it's have to far. put a Sherwood Ford plug in the middle of his joke. That it will make a separate episode. This on is that. why you can't be a magician because you you just yeah. But my magic act wouldn't contain me lying. It would be like sleight of hand stuff. There is one style of magician that you could do sleight of hand stuff. Mentalism, the mentalism, the guys that it's like, like when you guess what people are. Like, yeah, are you, like, I'm thinking of a uh, a woman whose name starts with J. I bet I could do the carnival thing where you. Yeah, you guess what like month. That's the only one that fools them every time because there's like three different ways you could do it. Oh, I know. And they have to guess. Mm -hmm. Do you know? Because you just said that. Well, you they could have to write it down. You and could then... be a card magician in six months. Yeah, I could. Like, do I that wouldn't too. trust you to cut somebody in half in a box. Well, the real trick would be just cutting somebody in half in general, and then not putting them. And back then that's together. the trick. It's just like, hey, like I'm going to cut somebody in half, and they're like, no, no, no. And then they open it, and they're like, holy shit! Like I didn't expect you to murder somebody on the stage. What the fuck? Like. Turn the, turn the cameras off and, and call 911 quick and arrest this man because he, he just cut the blood everywhere. It's terrifying. And then nine months later at his, at his court hearing when he's being arraigned, Chris goes, yeah, but I fooled them. And, and then he has it. like a big wink and, and then everyone's, everyone's booing and throwing things at him. There's... And we write an article on the nation to remember him. <laughs> yeah, that all sounds Anyways, great. there's not a chance he could be a magician. But I what? think there is. Dan, what do you think you could spend six hard months doing in that by the time that time's out, you see a new career on the other side. Okay, this is this is this one's hurts for me because I I do believe it's a great sport and I enjoy it thoroughly. But I think if you spent six months every day on the ice, you could become a curler, a professional curler. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, I agree. I love I love totally curling to death. I think it's a great sport, but I do think you could become a pro curler if you if you did, if you spent every day on the ice. The thing about that is, I think the hardest part about uh, professional curling is consistency, doing it every tournament. So I, if you do it for six months straight, sure you may be good, but like the people who have been doing it for six years straight, agreed. Are but better. the thing with curling is to make to make like a briar. You have to win like you only have to win like six games in your own bond spiel. So you can only have to win like six games in like a beer league. No. So the four of us can make a team right now, and we win six. I've been trying to get us to make a team forever. Okay, deal. We're in. Okay, sweet. I'm going to the Briar. But I totally. I think the one difficult thing with curling is you have to win six games. Is like just just caring enough to play six games. <laughs> like that. This is why I didn't want to bring it up, but I <laughs> did. Such a pain in the ass. But I did. Uh, curling, great sport. Easy enough to easy enough to to compete in like a Northwest Territories. Absolutely, you could make the Briar. Take that, Randy Furby. You There's don't even no, play a real, f real sport. You've thought about this, eh? Well, I was, I've, I've wanted you've, to be a curler my whole life. Interesting. But Cam, I'm what fat. do you think? I think that if I could spend... See, earlier this year when I was in Europe, I went to the Van Gogh Museum, Vincent Van Gogh, and, you know, famous painter, but he didn't start painting until he was in his mid-20s. And then he has this one self-portrait of himself with just, like, he's holding his paints and his eyes are like really detailed red and i'm like holy shit all this guy does is get fucked up and paint i could do that if i, I had six yeah. months if you guys gave me a six month vacation and i could go out into the country with a whole bunch of paint i could get fucked up and paint all day and i could produce fantastic paintings would you paint uh regional scenic 
paintings like yeah. a friend by the river like that guy i could stand next to that guy and i bet you if i did it for six months me and that guy could produce great scenic regional painting together and you think you could be a professional <laughs> this, i think this take is gonna upset some artists. no 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 it's not about being a professional <laughs> i'm just saying i could in six months produce at least a few paintings that are worth selling and you i would agree I with actually, that i actually i actually like this because Jackson Pollock sell for like a hundred million dollars, and to me, they look like shit. You well, know what? That's what I was gonna say. Is that it comes down to how you sell your artwork. I just had a eureka moment. Every time the Oilers lose, I will paint something, <laughs> and I will bring it in the next day, and we'll post it online, and we'll try and sell it. <laughs> this is not a punishment. As someone who had to wear a turkey hat yes. last year, you need Agreed. a punishment. No, the nation, the nation gets to decide your punishment. Yeah. This would be like a win thing. If the Oilers win, then you get to yes. paint because it seems fun. Because you're allowed to paint. I love to paint. Well, and you, you get paint. to speak to that to that win. That's a that's a this great. Was the aesthetic win. of the win was this painting. Yes. Yes. Yeah, this is, this is, spoke this is, to you through like quick because you could because you could assign a win to each painting, and then that's like the. I would also like. I would also like to see what medium you choose. You know what I mean? Like, is it going to be watercolor? You agree that you think I could be a good painter. You think that I have a good. Aesthetic. I actually like that answer a lot. I feel yeah. like I like painting and sketching and doodling and stuff. I do it all the time. I feel like if I had six hard months of just doing nothing but doodles and painting, I could do something good. I feel like I could. Do you want to paint together? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I will. If Big. you ever go to an art gallery, go to the modern art section of art galleries. And you'll That's understand. It's just Homer's I mean. barbecue exactly. is all it is. It's like Homer's fucking barbecue. No, go to the go go to the MoMA in New York. The the, the modern art there is not nuts. It's crazy. Yeah. I was gonna ask you what activity you think you could be. Yeah, oh, so easily, I would be know. leading a river dance. I've got a passion for dance. Is or, that even a profession though? I assume Whoa. they get paid Like, come on. Whoa. Or I could be in the Blue Man Group, right? Okay. I like to bang on things in rhythm. <laughs> What? I feel like if you gave me like garbage cans and stuff and I strapped them to my feet for six months, I could be in Stomp. I could be in the Blue Man Group. You think you could sit outside the arena and just bang on some buckets? Hell yeah. And I would make more money than Pale Guy because really? he's only got one beat and okay. I would throw down way okay. more than one beat. This, is, this has to be something we do this year. You can we bang on the drums and I'll play the synthesizer. <laughs> That'd be sweet. Like after the, that's what we should do after the losses. Is you have to go outside with the drums and bang. Actually, yeah, like we could all do that. We should do yes. that for at least one loss. We all do go we bang just, drums. Do we just become a band, guys? We just became a band. A I dibs. I I dibs the synthesizer. What's a band synthesizer? of traveling artists. Okay, so you got you've got bag milk has the bongo drums and pails and different garbage bins. I have the synthesizer. Dan and Chris. I'll sing. I don't care. Chris is singing. Dan. Jugs. I'm gonna play the jugs. You're gonna play the. You're gonna blow into jugs. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like Chris that. has a beautiful singing voice, so this is all coming together. Evan is looking at us as though he's got some kind of musical talent as well. Evan's clapping. He's he he wants to be a part of the group. He's he's now banging his chest like a gorilla, and he's saying, "I can be a part of the band so long as I can just just do this along with the beat." So, so Evan, what instrument will you play? Evan's Evan is thinking. not on mic. He's thinking. Anything you want, man. He he's will play the accordion. He's playing. Yeah, like he weird just said triangle. He's gonna, he's gonna, oh, he's going to play called the triangle. triangle. Triangle would be good. There we go. That'd be nice. The band's need, getting together. If we and have, you'll know when dinner time. If we is. have one person, I could bring my um my uh my uh my fourteenth century harp that I have at home. It's it's the size of uh, my basement, and I have a harp from the fourteenth century that somebody like, really? could. No, had, of course not. I was hoping like you actually had a, like. <laughs> this is I just assumed that you had a harp, and I was just like, oh I man, I think the that's band awesome. is at risk of breaking up. I've always wanted to play the harp just because I have no idea how to do it, but they look cool. After the Oilers lost every time they lose and go under 500, I will buy a harp. Yes. So Cam is going to start collecting empties because this is an expensive bet. 
Uh, back to the six months to make the NHL thing. I don't know if you guys have seen any of it, but some of the reactions from actual NHL players was pretty hilarious. Uh, Everyone was, got mad. I was a little bit surprised at how mad they got, to be honest. I would have laughed because like, it's ridiculous. But a guy like Jack Eichel, who doesn't generally look like he's having fun anyway, was mad. <laughs> so that I understood. But there was a lot of guys that were just like really Evander Kane's uh, comment was, uh, I, I think, really bad. Cause no Evander- one cares what that guy thinks. Anyways. Okay. But- like Vladimir Tarasenko said, I can bet any money in the world that there's no chance he can play in the NHL in six months. It's impossible. Him saying that, it declasses our sport. See, when they kept saying like it declasses our sport – uh, Eichel said something like it devalues our sport or some crap like that. Does it really, though? It's a ridiculous statement. Everyone took trolling. it as way too big of an insult when it was obviously just him making a joke. It was just he's, like, he's I'm talking at, shit. It's like that's so he's a cornerback in the NFL. Cornerbacks are the biggest shit talkers in the NFL. Like, what they do is, you know, they defend the wide receiver and they just talk a bunch of shit. And that's what this guy is doing. He's making a joke. It's not bad mouthing the sport. It's this, this is like such standard hockey, like such standard, like hashtag please like my sport hockey shit where hockey people have to be like ultra insecure. Like, no, 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 we're not just like this weird niche sport that only Canadians and Northern Europeans like. We're actually like blah 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 it's like chill the fuck out like people understand that you guys are good athletes it's just just relax that's what i kind of thought like why not turn this into a fun thing well that's what i was why not invite him onto the ice if genny kuznetsov Mm. said you know what i would like to see that for sure he can come and we'll help him yeah it's cool if an athlete wants to try something new so i appreciate that kind of attitude somebody takes a deep breath and they're like this is about banter this you don't need to take everything personally was this all on twitter he the comments? No. Well, right. you know, people, what what happens is, is the guy says something dumb in training media, camp or whatever, yeah. and then the media asks them all. I would have just really liked more people to come out, like Kuznetsov said, and just like, yeah, okay, man, like, let's see it. I'd love to see Evander it. Evander Kane's thing that I was going to get into had, like, the perfect thing. Evander Kane said, I bet I could be better at his sport in six months than he could be at mine. So I would love to see Evander Kane try and defend NFL caliber wide receivers. That would be awesome. Like, that would, that would be, be a great marketing opportunity for both leagues, but it'll never happen because they don't think that way, Chris. Yeah, too bad. Well, what are you going to do? The NFL and the NHL have one thing in common. is They're both very good, no fun leagues. And we've also learned that Chris wants to be a magician and that he thinks he could do it. But in real, you kind of always knew that. That you want you? to be a magician? Yeah. You are kind of sneaky. Yeah. Wonderful. Last thing I want to talk about before we get to some Twitter Q&A is uh, Bob Stoffer confirmed this past week that Drew Remenda has been relegated to the Oilers panel for home games. So he and Louie essentially just flipped roles, though he will still announce 25 games, Chris. People won't be uh, complaining as much on Twitter. I'm going to defend Drew here. Okay. I found it odd that... The, the things that I didn't like about Drew was when he would be like talking about the Sharks and the Sharks aren't even playing. That was weird to me. Uh, when the Oilers would have a goal scored on them and he would laugh or something, that was just annoying to me because I'm a fan <laughs> and I was pissed off and he's laughing and that just rattled me. Not a big deal. That's more of a me thing than a Drew thing. But people saying they didn't like that he was critical of the team, isn't that what he's there for, Dan? Yeah, no, I agree with you, Bag Milk. We were saying before the podcast that that you and I are kind of on the same wavelength here. And I think I think Drew is a very knowledgeable guy. He knows his hockey stuff. Yes, he learned a lot of his hockey uh, prowess from his time with broadcasting with the Sharks. And, yes, he looks like a thumb. With the Sharks, that's fine. People, people are going to always find somebody to be upset with. 
and Drew just happened to be that guy. He was the lightning rod. For me, Drew is just like uh, this is probably gonna come off as mean. Well, it's not mean, but like just the way he broadcasts and the way he speaks about the team and the way he uh, describes plays. I'm just not a fan of it, and I don't know, I don't know how to put that into words, but I'm just not a fan. I just like other guys the way they describe the play better. Do you think he's talking down to you? Is that what you're trying to get at? Is he condescending? Not really. Does he make you feel uncomfortable? A little bit of all of that. Does he point to us on the doll? Cam, you're the kind of guy <laughs> that doesn't seem like you care a whole lot about Drew Remenda announcing games. What do you think? I very often uh, mute the games and put on music. There would be it would be I think a genius idea by the NHL if they could provide a subscription service where you could watch the stream and just have the sounds of the game. Yeah, yeah. Oh, MLB.tv has that. It's great. Yeah. I would it's take so that nice. a step further and I would mic up all the players. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that. I would mic up all the players. 100%. It's a subscription service. First of all, there's a couple things. It would be awesome. I would It'd pay so much money for yeah, that. I'd pay a lot of money for that. It would also prevent the players from saying shit that, you know, they shouldn't be saying. Yeah. Yeah, that's true, but I think that would take away from the spirit of the game. Would it, though? There like, if you're getting, be... like, going things like homophobic or racial or whatever yeah, the that's weird st- shit that well, some that people stuff, say, yeah. they'll just weed that out. There would definitely yeah. be fines handed out, for sure, for the first two or three seasons. Yeah. But, yeah, no, I agree. That'd be great. It's... I know what's happening. I don't need Kevin Quinn to tell me that they're passing the blue there's line. A, there's Shout just, out to Kevin Quinn. There's a massive just amount of, like, over-analysis in hockey games, I think. I'm more interested in... I think that's it. But it's true. that's true about every sport. Coom being a big baseball fan, you know that those guys, they have to come up with... The best thing about pages of the best kind of uh, like baseball broadcast that I watch is when they aren't even talking about what's happening. Like, Vin Scully. Yeah, like mm-hmm. Vin Scully's saying, oh, Scott Van Slyke looks like he just changed a tire because he like slid into third base and his jersey's all fucked yeah. up. Like, that's great. And then they talk about like random things and they just zone away because I, I, can, I can see what's happening. Like, yeah. I don't need to scribe video. And I mean, for, yeah. those who, for those who have, you know, shit vision and need that, then great. But. And when like Remenda and takes the time to discuss a replay and try like overanalyze it. That's where I find him inaccurate and just like, yeah, give, dis- me that, give me that in the intermissions or after the game. Like I think Remenda's Remenda cause his background with the sharks isn't just as a uh, broadcaster. He used to be a coach on that right. team. He mm-hmm. was, he was a video coach, assistant coach. So like if him in the intermission is going to hyperanalyze, you know, Chris Russell flopping on the ice and doing dumb things, then like, that's great. Like just yeah. explain to us why that's bad. But I don't need that during the game. Give me, give me a, give me anecdotes. Give me nonsense. Give me like mic'd up players. I don't need a radio broadcast over the TV. One of the things that gets me with Drew is when he is when he tells you what a coach or a player is thinking. I know on that play. Well, see, but I know what you mean. But can you blame him? Like he's trying to fill. Like that's his no, job. No, no, and that's, and that's what I time. that's what I was saying to the to the fact that it's a it's an entire sports issue mm-hmm. and sports broadcasting issue that these guys are caught. They feel the need to fill the void of yep. of you know of the downtime which the NHL has a lot of now. Um, they have to fill it. Everybody's cool on Drew not being there. Gotcha. Before we get into some questions that you guys so graciously sent through on Twitter, uh, I want to do a couple of podcast updates because we're getting the same question kind of over and over again. Will it be on iTunes? The answer is yes. The way it works is we have to submit, it's like two or three episodes to Steve Jobs and he personally approves them. So we could be waiting a while. Waiting until they figure out the cure to death. Yes. So, yes, it's going to be on iTunes. We just need to get a couple episodes under our belt. Submit. Steve Jobs approves. We go. Google Play, same thing. We need a couple episodes. We will get that submitted to Google Play. That will be there as well. 
We're going to try and get it everywhere, people. Sometimes you just got to give us a little bit of time this week, too. Like our voice at the start of the episode says, it will be everywhere you get your podcast. You can also come watch us live if you want to sit on the roof at Little Brick. Yeah, join in. Yep. Come on in. Look at Chris. It's fun. So going into the questions, uh, DJ Trace asks, Cam, we'll start with you. What would a trade involving the first and Leon Dreisaitl land you besides getting fired? Uh, that, that's kind of a weird one, mixing Dreisaitl and the first, because what you're doing when you're trading Dreisaitl to somebody is you're giving them kind of like an 8.5 million cap at an established player, so you're only really trading them to a contender, but then you're also giving them your first-round pick, so you're making yourself kind of bad. So you're giving away something that makes your team good right now, thus lowering the value of your draft pick, and you're giving away the draft pick. So I, I, I can't really see that happening unless what you're doing is acquiring a, a, a like it's kind of like a one for one. So think of a player in a one for one instance where the difference between Drysidle and that player. So somebody of like a, a similar cap hit, the difference between the two of them is the first round pick. So maybe an extended Eric Carlson. Or like Bobby Holik in 2000. Yeah, the 2001 Bobby Holik, maybe um, like a 2003, 2004, like Dan Boyle. That's what you'd be looking at. I think, to your point, Coom, you get an Eric Carlson plus a Kachuk in that deal because now they have a well, first-round pick it this wouldn't year. Be a, it wouldn't be an extended Carlson then. No, that's true. That is true. But then you can then you have the money to move around with Carlson. I think the point here, DJ Trace, that the boys are starting to get to is that is a hefty package. Yeah. And, uh, I don't know if there's another player in the league other than maybe Carlson that you could make I, I, Yeah, I just don't see why the Oilers would ever do that trade. Uh... Yeah, Kevbo asks, "What are your thoughts on the Oilers organization completely ignoring the seven years of WHA history? We should be selling, celebrating the fiftieth anniversary in three years, not the fortieth anniversary now." Chris, thoughts? It makes me laugh, just because they're always doing something funny over there, and this is just another thing that makes people angry. See, I I don't know if I agree, just because like. If you think that, then should the Senators be celebrating the Silver Sevens history as well? Should the Winnipeg... Those are different franchises, aren't they? That's just the same city. Yeah, but they were both in the same league, at least. Like, like it's just... The WHA was a different league. The WHA was But they did merge. And, so but then like you could also the look at, like, Gretzky couldn't win the Calder because he played in the WHA. Right. They wouldn't have Wayne Gretzky if it weren't for the WHA is how because he would have gone into the draft had Peter Pocklington not signing to that uh, personal services contract and he would have gone first overall to the Colorado Rockies was it the Rockies or was it the North Stars one of the two something like that so we wouldn't have had him exactly so you got the question Kevbo I just I don't know the others are weird man like why didn't they put Al Al Hamilton's number on the patch well they're like well it's only Hall of Fame players okay well is it really or did people call you out on it forgetting out scrambled for an answer and you scrambled for an answer that's exactly what happened it doesn't make any sense that you would retire a guy's jersey and not include him on something that's a 40th anniversary i don't think i don't think the oilers are necessarily just ignoring the wha history i think what they're doing is ignoring all parts of the franchise except for one decade that's all they really care about is what went down in the 80s it's like everything else is zapped from history Mm -hmm. super odd our friends at sherwood ford chris they want to know and i think this is very important how long will connor keep that flow going did Gus write this? Did Gus ask this question? Did it make you smile? Yeah. You know so Gus wrote it. Been. See, I know he's doing stuff over there. How long is Connor keeping yes, that flow going? Yes, your microphone is on. I can't hear myself anymore. That's because I turned your did headphones you, did off. Did you pull a magic trick on Chris? Did you actually? No. Okay. Hope you guys can hear me right now. Anyways, 
what was the question? Will Connor keep the flow going? How long? How long for? Okay. He doesn't have a reason to not keep it going. I'd like to see him go full Mike Ricci and like let it flow down his back. I think he should lean into it because one day you just randomly wake up and you're aggressively balding. Furiously and you never balding. know. Yeah, furiously. furiously balding. You never know when it's going to happen. You just wake up and one day it's all gone. That's a callback to last week's episode. Nicely done. If you haven't listened to episode you know one, hear Chris's aggressive adjectives for Cam's hairline. But he's one. he's very right. I think Connor, like Connor's already there. He should just keep it going. I think the the time will come when Connor gets criticized by his mother. I believe it was his mom that made him shave his face last year, was it? But he's got a nice beard going right now. There's only he two does. things that could make Connor even more exciting and better than he already is. One is if he can like consistently play 50 minutes a night. Two would be making the playoffs. Mullet. Okay, three things. Two would be that. Three would be if he had flow. Because what's better than a, the best player in the hockey league with flow? And just imagine how much that hair would whip out the back of his helmet when he is Seriously, flying around. Cool he feet. is like year by year just starting to look more and more like Wayne Gretzky. He just got the look to him. Oh. And that's what the hair is doing for him. He looks like the early 80s Wayne Gretzky now. Uncle Wayne. Following up on from our friends at Sherwood Ford, how will he lead the league in goals this year? Will Connor McDavid lead the league in goals this year? Dan, let's start with you. You know what? It's hard to doubt a guy that said this offseason that he was working on scoring goals because that man has worked on every part of his game, and it's improved markably so. So, yeah, I uh, I wouldn't put it past him. It's hard to doubt Connor on any uh, on anything that he's specifically spoken to especially. Um, but, yeah, I would uh, I would bet money that he wins the scoring race. He had 41 goals last year, had the plague for like two months to start the season. Him scoring 50, he'll do it. 50. I, I think this is going to depend a lot on how Ovechkin bounces back from his cup his hangover. hangover. Yeah. Like, is he going to be exhausted from going deep in the playoffs? Is he? Will he break 50? I could see if he has a great season, maybe he's pumped after winning the cup and he scores 55 goals. Well, maybe Connor only scores 52. I think, I think Austin. Oh, sorry. Oh, well, Matthews too. I think it's going to depend on Ovechkin and his cup hangover. I think Austin Matthews will outscore Ovechkin. I think Matthews could score 50 this year if he stays healthy. Yeah, I think so too. I don't see why not. Very important question. I think all of us will agree on this. Coming in from friend of the show, Fat Dad. Is Chris acting like an old married guy, or is he just acting like an ass nowadays? Cam, what do you think? Chris is and has always acted like an ass. This is not just a new married thing for Chris. This is just what he's been like since moment one. Since I started working here um, in February of 2017, Chris has constantly been bullying me. Lots of times when I'm sitting at the table, I uh, I stretch my legs out and he kicks them, so I can't stretch my so legs out, and that's a big problem. Why sometimes do you give I give Cam uh, a mic. Sometimes see, saying things like that. Why do you give Cam a mic? I don't know, Chris, because maybe I want to be on the podcast and I need a mic to talk into it, and that's the kind of stuff that I'm talking about. This is all the stuff that I've been for a year and a half running down in point form to file a grievance about to human resources. <laughs> Dan, you were at the wedding. How has Chris changed since that day? Uh, Chris seems like he's uh, he's a little bit more, a little softer now what? than he was before. The, the, Chris, the, the, joy, the joy has been sucked out of his face. Pre, pre-wedding, pre Chris was quite thick, I'd say. Oh. Look a little pale now, too, since I was, was going to say that. I'm Super pale. pale. Yeah, a little pasty. If you, if you watch our, our their most recent Nation Donaire Tour video, which is currently up, uh, up. according to Evan the intern, okay, I'm gonna play um, you will notice that Chris's pigment is furiously dropping from his body. I would agree. Chris may have vitiligo he's because a, of getting married. 
He's, he's coming here with a lot more swagger since he lost his virginity. <laughs> That'll happen. I don't think anything has changed. I think the only thing that's changed for me since the wedding was probably I've lost my tan. He also makes us kiss the ring every morning when he comes in. <laughs> I do. Which is just that's weird. True. It was a that's weird thing weird. to start. I can't believe you went with lost the tan because I thought you were going to go a totally different, a totally different direction <laughs> with that. It's really weird that he makes Evan kiss his ring, despite the fact Evan doesn't really know him all that much. Uh, it's a weird thing for the he, intern. He makes too. him kiss the ring. He kiss the ring, and he's like, "You're the fucking intern now." <laughs> he's really aggressive about it. Uh, those are kind of the questions that we have for this week. I want to thank everybody for sending in questions, feedback, everything. We're going to do what we can as quickly as possible to get this up on iTunes, Google Play, wherever you get your podcast from, as the weird British lady will say as this podcast ends. She's very nice. I thought she was Australian. Where is she from? Damn. She's she's supposed to be from Britain. Okay. I don't know what that accent is. It's like a weird yeah speak and spell it's oddly robotic yeah so anyway thank you very much for listening to episode two please share the podcast please keep listening please keep following us on social media at on radio podcast oh and the password is furiously oh yeah we didn't do that there's a couple of winners that we got to send you some uh some nation gear promo codes keep listening This is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc., Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.